In this programme, Professor Edward Valence of the University of Roehampton discusses the important role played in the Putney debates of 1647 by Thomas Rainsborough. Rainsborough was the leader of the radical group of New Model Army officers who argued vehemently in favour of the Agreement of the People drawn up by the Levellers, which demanded universal male suffrage and religious toleration, as well as the supremacy of Parliament over the monarchy. These calls put Rainsborough and his faction into head-on conflict with Oliver Cromwell and the other grandees of the Army Council, who were still seeking an accommodation with Charles I. If the Putney debates have a romantic hero, it is Thomas Rainsborough. Rainsborough's powerful contributions during the proceedings were not as original as once thought, but their resonance and emotional power is undeniable. He acted as a rallying point for fellow radicals at the debate, resisting the lengthy and sometimes vituperative assaults made by Henry Arton on the agreement of the people. Rainsborough's upbringing provided him with connections with Puritan networks, mariners and merchant communities in London. His father, Captain William Rainborough, was a naval officer and trader in the Levant, the eastern Mediterranean, and Thomas followed his father into this trade. His sisters were married into the Winthrop family, which dominated 17th century Massachusetts. His mother was the daughter of a mariner from Wapping. Rainsborough's father died in 1642, leaving Thomas to inherit his considerable wealth as well as his property in Southwark. At the outbreak of the Civil War, Thomas enlisted in Parliament's navy, then under the command of the Earl of Warwick. In the summer of 1643, however, Rainsborough joined Parliament's war on land, joining Fairfax in the defence of Hull. As an officer in the Army of the Eastern Association, Rainsborough's New England connections came in useful as he recruited a foot regiment largely consisting of returning emigres as officers. At the formation of the New Model Army, Rainsborough was appointed Colonel of Foot and scored a number of notable victories. Cromwell, later a fierce rival, paid tribute to the bravery of Rainsborough's men at the storming of Bristol. The First Civil War for Rainsborough culminated with his appointment as Governor of Worcester. Rainsborough was part of the army delegation that presented Charles with the new model's peace terms. Offended by the King's high-handed response to the heads of proposals, Rainsborough quit the negotiations and instead spread reports of Charles's intransigence among his troops. Rainsborough was also increasingly at odds with Cromwell, who was intent on blocking Rainsborough's aspiration to become Vice-Admiral of Parliament's Navy. He would nonetheless secure this appointment in September of 1647. Evidence suggests that Rainsborough was part of the same radical grouping around the Republican MP Henry Martin as the leading civilian participants of Putney, Maximilian Petty and John Wildman. Petty and Wildman followed Rainsborough's lead at Putney in defending the principle of manhood suffrage though neither could match the rousing language in which Rainsborough countered Ireton's arguments. He continued to show his support for the agreement after Putney, attempting to present Fairfax with a copy of the text of the Rendezvous at Ware, only to be rebuffed. Rainsborough's support for the civilian radicals and agitators almost cost him his position as Vice-Admiral, but in the end it was the sailors themselves, rather than Parliament, who removed Rainsborough from his command. Royalist support was strong within the Navy, and Rainsborough's radicalism sat very uneasily with this sentiment. At the outbreak of the Second Civil War, as Royalist revolts broke out in Kent in May, the men of Rainsborough's own ship, the Constant Reformation, mutinied and put their commander on a small boat to London. Rainsborough's naval career was over, but he returned to his position as colonel in the army.
In October of 1648, with most royalist resistance suppressed, Rainsborough was dispatched north by Fairfax to take command of the siege of the garrison at Pontefract. However, the then commander of the besieging forces, Sir Henry Chumley, objected to being replaced, leading Rainsborough to stay in Doncaster while waiting for Parliament to resolve the impasse. It was here that a party of cavaliers attempted to seize Rainsborough, hoping to ransom him for the captured royalist commander, Marmaduke Langdale. Rainsborough resisted this attempt to take him hostage, leading to a bloody and ultimately fatal struggle. Rainsborough's death at the hands of these royalists was almost immediately viewed as suspicious. It was reported that as he died from his wounds in the street, he complained that he had been betrayed. It was noted that despite Rainsborough's calls for aid, no one had appeared, either for his rescue or to revenge him on them. Suspicions were further raised by reports made to Parliament that Rainsborough's killers had approached him claiming that they had a letter from Cromwell. Demands were made for an inquiry into his death, and these were followed by petitions, which not only called for justice against leading royalists, but also against those who had conspired in the colonel's killing. Two weeks after his murder, Rainsborough's body was brought back to London for his funeral. The event was widely trailed in the radical press. The newsbook The Moderate described Rainsborough as an English champion and urged all the well-affected to accompany the funeral procession. Even the royalist press was forced to acknowledge that this call met with a remarkable response, stating that thousands of the levelling faction went to pay their respects to their fallen hero. Rainsborough's fellow commanders, however, were notable by their absence. Rainsborough did not have the intellectual acumen or influence of John Wildman. However, unlike the elusive Wildman, his courage, undoubted military acumen and plain speaking made him the most popular advocate of the radical programme. In this respect, as a standard-bearer for what became known as the Leveller Movement, he was as influential in death as he had been in life. In an accompanying programme, Professor Valence discusses how the Radicals call for a modern constitution, including universal male suffrage and an end to the supremacy of the monarchy, failed to win the support of Oliver Cromwell and his fellow grandees, splitting the new model army into factions and causing the deep divisions that would eventually spell the end of Britain's short-lived experiment with Republican government. Listen to this programme on our website, worldturnedupsidedown.co.uk, or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also download short biographies of other key players in the Putney debates of 1647, including Edward Sexby, Oliver Cromwell, Henry Ireton and John Wildman. <laughs>